When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Morning, guys. Morning. What up, baby? What up, baby? What's happening? Final four set. Final four set. Well, there's some stuff to get into. Yo, be- before we even kick off the show, I just have to do this because I know we're going to talk about basketball. We'll talk about the Lakers. We'll talk about the Dallas Mavericks today. We got a lot coming up, but alcohol. just shout out to Caitlin Clark, yo. Mm-hmm. The first 40-point triple-double in women's or men's NCAA tournament history and is putting on a damn show leading Iowa to the Final Four. I just, as a hooper, seeing other people hoop at that level, going against Louisville, like it was just, it was a spectacular game. I just want to give her a credit. Off 41, 12, and 10. Yeah. 41, 12, and 10. There you go. That's a hell of a stat. I'll take that stat. In a win to day. get to the final four. It's pretty good. In a blitz. Respect. So, uh, so all right. So, what's everyone? So how are you doing this morning, Key? I'm good, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm good. It'd be even better if I could see you guys. But, you I know, know, I can't see either. <laughs> it happens. What are you going to do, baby? We're making TV. <laughs> uh, it's good. Everything, everything good. Get a chance to watch the, uh, the Miami game was good to me. I mean, that, that obviously that Miami Texas game. I don't know why I felt felt myself liking that one more so than any of the other ones. But uh, it's uh, you know, Lakers obviously LeBron back then. All of a sudden, AD and mm. play so well. <laughs> hey, uh, go from the six to nine in a minute. We're gonna be at seventeen. Yankees starting a rookie shortstop. I'm happy yeah, about that. Yeah, rookie shortstop. Oh, That's pretty good, right? It is. They didn't. Twenty-one they didn't... year old guy. Mm-hmm. He, he lit he up the triple A though. I, he lit up the triple A. I was, uh, I was like, huh? But you know, you got to start somebody, right? In a minute, man. And they passed on all those shortstop free agents. Meantime, well, they knew what they had though. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't think he was going to make the team this year, though, but he made it out of spring training. It's great. Mm. So, meantime, the thing that's on everyone's mind right now is the foul call. Like, let's get right to it, right? San Diego State beats Creighton. Was it the right call? Because the this game was decided at the very end. Some would argue by the refs. I don't know that I would argue that. It was six, six seconds and change left. Refs blow the whistle. Uh, anyway, do you think it was the right call, yes or no? Here is, like, do you want the refs making that call if it's, I wouldn't say it's ticky-tack or it wasn't a foul. I wouldn't say that. Maybe you guys would. But if it's going to decide the game, here's Greg McDermott, the Creighton head coach at the postgame presser. No, I wasn't given an explanation. They just didn't think there was any time left. Um, there was no call on the floor on whose ball it was. So I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what they were reviewing. Um, but I, I'm I'm with all due respect I uh, two teams played their tails off officiating's part of the game um, and uh, we're not going to go there uh, we lost the game because we didn't do enough and, and San Diego State did sounded like he was about to go there and then t- took a left turn at the last second <laughs> nope not going to go there 
What do you think, Jay? <laughs> Was it a foul? Yes, but you swallow your whistle. You see, I, I, I don't like when refs take end-of-game scenarios and make it about the call, especially if there isn't consistency with how you're calling the game. The first thing any athlete who plays basketball recognizes, when you're in the flow of the game, like the first five to ten minutes of a game, refs typically dictate how they're calling games, Max and Key. So if I'm hand-checking you in the first five minutes, oh, you calling that? Okay, no hand-checking. If I'm allowed to hand-check the first five to ten minutes – don't call me on a hand check with the last five minutes of the game. You've allowed me to do that for the full 35 minutes of the game. So for me, like, there have been a lot of those kind of plays throughout the course of the game, right? Guys, it's a physical game, hands on the shoulders, hands on the sides. They haven't been making those calls. So then in the last call of the play, last game, last play or call of the game, <laughs> when you go to make that call, Why? You've been allowing us to play that way the entire game. Don't call a tic-tac foul. If the foul is egregious, I get it. Call it. But it didn't seem like a little hand on the side really hindered his motion mm-hmm. going upward. All right, Ryan Nembrug was it's called great. for the hand on Diarian Trammell, who took a, like, a little running jumper with, with under two seconds left. Go ahead, Key. No, I was going to say it's, it's great when it's with you, and it's bad when it's against you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's just the, the reality of it. You don't like to see referees decide games at the end of games. But, you know, you look at it and you say to yourself, if you're on the winning team, great call. And if you're on the losing team, what a bad call. Do you they, think they call that yes or no, Key? If you have no dog in the race, no horse in the race, do you think they should call that yes or no? Yeah. I do too. Yeah, I think they should call it. I mean – you ref, you know, we, we, we have these conversations about referees at every single level all the time. Um, you look at Juju Smith-Schuster or whoever that was in the playoffs that got grabbed and flag was thrown. You, you look at LeBron James' elbow, you know, I don't know, two months ago was hit and nothing was called. It was clear. I mean, like I said, if you are on the winning team, Great. And if you're on a losing team, so, not so great. I'm on, I'm on no team. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I'm just watching the way the game has been called the whole game. I'm telling you, you guys you are both wrong on this one. Yeah, well, let me, it's let me, let me inconsistent with how you've been calling the whole game. Let me state my case, Jay, because I hear what you're saying. I but think it's it changes, a good point. though, Jay. But, it, but some, some things at the start of a game, middle of a game, can be overly aggressive, and some things can lighten up, and it can switch – it switches. That's why they have referees. Everything's not going to be consistent. You never get consistent. Yeah, but Key, in the first 10 minutes of a game, typically refs will tell you, look, being a player on the court, I've had NBA refs and college refs do this. They'll tell you in the first 10 minutes, Jay, don't be doing that. I ain't allowing that to happen. I'm not last game. I'm not Tim from last game. Refs typically tell you how they're going to dictate so, so let, what a game so is. I think that's a good point, but let me state the case, the other case, okay? Why numbers should have been called. The game is on the line at that point. And it would be, you say you don't, it was ticky-tack, you don't think it affected anything. And if, we're, if I really thought it was ticky-tack, I would be with you. I, we've talked about this in the past. I'm like, eh, it's ticky-tack. But the fact is he had his hand on his hip from behind, yeah. right? So he already gotten past him, and the, traject, and, and the trajectory of uh, Trammell's trajectory, even during the shot, showed you. It was his right hand on the right side of the hip pushing toward the left. Trammell 
fell toward the left, and it did affect his shot. He didn't, he did. really, he didn't really fall. Well, not fall, but he was <laughs> He was it's right. Falls the wrong word. He it didn't really pushed. knock him off that rhythm. He, he, a he lot. did. He pushed him from center to left, and and the problem was this: made him move and off his shot just enough. Yeah, no, in front didn't. of everyone no, with the game not. on the line. Go back and look at the play. I no, just, he did not. I just did. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch the play again. He did not move him to the left at all. He did not move him to the left. His his body is straight up. He flares off to the left. Yeah, he okay. sells the call. If I'm pulling you with my left hand and he's pulling him down, you can't go to the left. Watch it in slow-mo. I watched the damn game multiple times last night on multiple angles. He flopped, which is fine. you got to put yourself but in even a position if, to call Even if you want to argue he was selling it, Jay, you, he sold me. What's wrong me? with selling it? That's, that's he sold me. I have no problem with selling. You're selling it. I'm just trying to tell you, let the game go to overtime instead of making that Jay, call at you the can't, end. If, the, if there's a play at the end, if there's a game deciding, oh, the ref shouldn't decide it. He didn't. What mm-hmm. if you'd have swallowed his whistle? He'd have been deciding it because, in plain view of everyone, the, uh, someone gets beaten to us. Like he gets, he, he's behind him, puts I, I, his hand I on his where hip, he is. I pushes, and affects him. his trajectory. Jay, even if he was selling the call, he sold it. Like that's why I, you can't do that I, in that yeah, moment. And if you're I, the referee and you let it go to overtime, and, and and you look up, and San Diego State loses instead of Creighton. Now you are in a situation where people are scrutinizing you, letting it go to overtime. Mm-hmm. Look, refs are going to be scrutinized regardless. That's why they get paid the money to ref these games. All I'm saying as a player, I hate, and I'm not for one or the other. I love watching San Diego State play. I think they are a team of grown men, and Brian Dutcher has done one hell of a job getting them to their first Final Four bid ever, okay? I love that, and I'm not a fan either of – Creighton either. Like, I, I want to see the best game. By the way, I just looked at the moment, Jay. I don't know if he was selling it or not. You say oh, he's selling it. Goodness. Like, if he was, he did a damn good job because you could see that little extra oomph at the end. If you see the angle where Trammell, you see Trammell's front, like his chest, you could see where numbered at the, at right at the moment where he released, or, or, or toward, like the, toward the apex of his jump, he, there's a little, uh, a little emphasis in his in his arm that's on on Trammell's hip on Nembert's arm that's on Trammell's hip and that's when Trammell falls it's possible he put a little extra on it but it was clearly enough so, in plain so, so Max, sight you got I, I have that. the video right here in front of me let me yeah. just tell you basketball wise right yeah, go so if you're watching them her on his back right hip okay mm-hmm. he's using if anything if there's any case that you guys are trying to make mm-hmm. it's about that he's inhibiting him from his lift vertical Vertical, because he's using his left hand no, to try. I'm saying to, he's pushing no, him to the left. I'm telling you, from a basketball player's okay, perspective, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. defending. If anything, he's using his left hand to try to lift up to block the shot. He's not pushing off to the side. Anyway, I, it's not about that. My, even if you want to make that a call, then all I'm asking is throughout the course of the game, be consistent with how you're calling plays. Because my thing is, that's at the end of point. a game, if you're going to make that call when you haven't been making that call throughout the entire game, how am I supposed to know what calls you're allowing and what calls you're not? That's There's a good no point. Way for me Can I dictate. rewind for a second? Sure. Because I understand what you mean. The intention is to try to go after the ball. The, nevertheless, are you saying that the fact that his other hand was on his hip did not affect his trajectory? In other words, in other words Trammell was pushed to the side. He didn't fall forward. He, fall to the, he fell well, to the side. That's more acting, push. which you can sell, which I'm down for I, acting. I mean, look, from – 
I, I played for a team. We act defensively sometimes. I get how you act in the game of basketball. We do I it all get the time. It. I'm, just, I'm just saying. Uh-huh. So the call, all I'm asking is for the ref be consistent throughout the course of the game because they were not. That's all I'm asking. And that referee would say, I was very consistent, Jay. And they're liars, Key. I mean, I think you, he fouled him in plain sight of everyone. I thought it affected the play. Very egregious. Call out it, man. in front of the world. Oh, I'm going to tell you. Even look at hand, the release, Jay. Hand, the release hand, was actually affected by I'm the just push. I'm to tell you, hands on the hip, it's been happening the whole tournament. That's a good point. That, that's, that's the that, saving that, point. I still think it loses the argument. I don't have anything to do with what's happened in the whole tournament. I just know what happened in my game when I'm you calling know, it. Especially with the game on the line. All right. Do, do, do fans want the refs to make the right call, even if it decides the game? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Guys, you got to put the, the, the show in my ear. I can't hear it. Hey. 888-ESPN-729-3776. Good. See, I had no idea. You were going like, what are you doing, Luke? I was wondering. Because I didn't hear the beat. I'm like, all of a sudden, Jay go, ooh, ooh, what's he doing? He's doing still, Sue, like Wu-Tang, or is he doing, ooh, ooh. Oh, wait, no, that sounds like Luke. By the way, you caught it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without even hearing the beat. And then you I realized, I then, then you were about to say a lyric, and I realized, he can't say that. And he didn't. <laughs> I chose not to. Just seen a big old foul. Ooh, ooh. Well, foul. I'm just saying there was a foul at the end of the game. The refs saw it and they called it. Sure. KJM, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Do you want the ref? So, 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 Key, Jay and I are talking during the break, right? And really? I think Jay has, Jay, I think you break it down into two issues. It seems to me, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Because I'm saying, and Key's saying, man, if it's a foul in front of everybody, sure, call you, it. Like, like, if you don't call, call it, then you're saying, so the defense gets to do whatever they want, right? So, you're saying, one, it's at the very end of the game. This play is going to decide the game. And two, the problem with calling it is since you haven't been calling it the entire game, the players don't know what to expect. The defensive player is playing within the rules that he thinks that the rest have created. And then, it, then when it matters most, they say, no, we take it back. Is yes, that the issue? that is accurate. But what if, what, if that, what if at the beginning of the game or throughout the course of the game, those type of calls never presented itself for the referee to make those calls, Jay? Yeah, but key, but but key to me, like if, if I were playing against you, and like look, I'm with you guys. Like it, it's a foul. I, I understand that. 
But my point is, at the beginning of the game, Key, if I'm allowed to hand check you, right, if, if I'm allowed to have my hands on you, some games are just very physical. We see that in college and the NBA. Well, San Diego State's a very physical basketball team. Exactly. So my thing, if the refs allow you to play a certain style in the first half, then all of a sudden, do you change up that style in the second half? As a player, you're like, well, wait. I mean, there's always a level of adjusting. I understand that. But, like, there has to be consistency in how you've been calling things throughout the entire game. You know, And that would be a major gripe I, always, I would have no, as a player. I, 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 understand, I understand the consistency, you know, obviously as a hooper and everything. I understand the consistency um, that you're looking for. But what I'm saying is, if, in fact, that particular type of play, foul, whatever you want to call it, doesn't present itself for the referee to call it a, a, a shot that is being altered based on somebody on the hip pushing a guy slightly to the left. It's not there, so I can't make that call. If it was there in the first half, I might have made that call. Yeah, but Key, there are so many plays where people's hands were on each other, like throughout the course of the game, that weren't called. You know, I, like it was it was it was a physical game. I like, thought of this. Also, Creighton has a seven footer in a paint. Like he yeah. was being banged around so many times. Like. People were getting low. There were, there were so many there were so many of those physicality calls that think, weren't called throughout the course of the game. I thought of this was a kid a lot, okay? Because because I had a, one of my favorite players when I was growing up on the Yankees was Willie Randolph, second baseman, right? Yeah, Willie Randolph. Remember Willie Randolph in the Canon video with the camera? Remember so, that, Mac, uh, Yes, Max? I do remember yes. that. Actually, it was weird. It was it was a camera video. Yeah, he yeah, was, it was taking can- pictures. Canon. It was Canon. Canon. Right, yeah. right. So so Willie Randolph used to, you know turn the double play he was great really good defensive player and he would swipe second base with his leg but he never actually touched second base and then he threw to first base it was a phantom swipe but people let him do it and it was just one of those things like he got that play right mm-hmm. the way Chris Paul got to take five steps around a defender on his way to the basket some guys get some plays and everyone's like yeah hey, he just does it he doesn't want to get spiked whatever okay I used to think like but man what if he does that in, in a playoff game or the world series or something and the ump you know calls it in other words, like, even though they've been calling it his whole career, in the moment of truth, man, you better hit that bag. In the moment of truth, don't put your hand on the dude's hip and push him. I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, you know, what but are you going to do? I, but also, I agree with you. No argument against that. But you got to remember, also, in the moment of truth, sometimes those aren't the same umps, refs. They're different. They're right. That's one of the reasons that they, everybody's calling the games differently. Even though referees come and they tell you what not to do, or they tell you how they want to call a game, that crew is different than the other crew that may have been letting you get away with it forever. Yeah. Hey, Al is on the road, guys. Wants to talk about the rest. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, my man? I uh, I do I do uh, appreciate it. Uh, Jay, you being a hooper, man, you know what time of year it is. Now, it's travel basketball season, man. I just done a nice tournament uh, up here in Augusta, Georgia. Um, I'm going to throw this out. It's, it's, it's called game awareness as an official. Um, we look at advantage, disadvantage. Uh, Jay, you know, when you're an airborne shooter, any little nudge yeah, can affect can your you shot. Off. You're right. You're right. And, and, you, you know, and, and so we take that in consideration. I'm going to say it again, advantage, disadvantage. You know, hit that little nudge while he's an airborne shooter affects the shot. Okay, mm-hmm. so we, we as an official, he took that in consideration and said that, okay, if he wouldn't have, you know, had his hand on his hip, it wouldn't affect the shot, but but as a, as a fan, as a coach, you know, game awareness. We got a tie score. Mm-hmm. You know, again, as a coach or, or as a fan, I would have had to swallow my whistle because I want the teams to determine the game, not a call that I make 
to determine the game, putting a kid at the free throw line. So that's just different perspectives. Yeah. You know, as an official, we look at game awareness, uh, um, advantage, disadvantage, you know, when it comes to hand checking, when it comes to shooting, you know, all those different things. Um, if you gain an advantage, you know, with the hand check, then I got to blow the whistle. You know, if, if, um, so just different things like that uh, take See, consideration I, I, as an official. I really appreciate you calling saying that's my biggest gripe about it, though. Like, you know, it, there's nothing worse than as a player in this moment where the game is back and forth. It's a heavyweight fight, and it comes down to the last seconds of the game. And you feel like, man, like whoever makes the, the play wins. But then the ref, on something like a, a slight nudge on something like that, they they make the call. And you're like, don't let us determine the outcome of the game. You don't determine the outcome of the game. Like if they would have blown That's, the whistle on MJ when he pushed off. Yeah, right? that was yeah. a push-off, right? Yeah. But they didn't call it. Yeah, that's MJ. Yeah, but that's my thing. No, see, but then people make excuses. Well, that's MJ, but that was a push off. That's come an on, offensive coach. That's foul. MJ, though. Jay, you know I they know, but Keith, that, that's that. my point, though. At the end of the day, let the players determine that because that was an offensive foul by MJ. But imagine Absolutely. if the ref had called that on Michael Jordan at the end of a game, it would have taken he, away one of the best oh, moments in the history of basketball. Oh, he had to and go on the high. He figured out another way to beat him. It was That's only game six. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> let, the ki- let, let the players determine, especially if it's something slight like that. It's not like it was a push-off. It's not like you saw the I kid. thought it was kind of obvious because he was but, chasing But him. what my man just said, though, is it, is, is it altered his shot? If, yeah, if, it, de- if it never alters one, though, the airborne guys, altered his shot, then it wouldn't have never been a call. Yeah, because otherwise you're that. saying the defense has the advantage why, there. Why don't you think, why don't you think it affected his shot, Jay? I, I didn't say I didn't think it affects his shot. I, I didn't say that. But, Key, I also – we practice, you know, when you go to the rack, right, we have these pads. They do it in the NBA at all time where you go to the rack and you always think about, like, and ones and things of that sort where you get hit. Like, literally, like somebody takes yeah. a pad and, throw and it at hits you, hit you with it. while yeah. you go up, right? So, like, yeah. my thing is a hand on the hip, I, even if it's slightly pulling me down, like, if it's not like – if it's not like pulling me down where my body is like pulling down towards the ground vertically the opposite way, I'm looking at like, eh, okay, well, It's interesting, I like, if it was you, James but... Harden, I'd be sitting here going, man, hit the shot. If they didn't call it, <laughs> man, hit, stop looking for the call. Hit the shot, right? It does. I guess that stuff does come into a play. I just think it was a like watching it live eyeball. I thought, was oh, it yeah, egregious? he got fouled. But I thought he got fouled. Watching it live, I thought he got fouled. They have to go. Like, I wasn't, it, I didn't think it was ticky tack or a surprise when they called it. Yeah, you. I did. I did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. You're chasing the dude. You have your hand on his. I'm hip. with you. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN seven two nine three seven seven six. What'd you guys think? Meantime, LeBron is back. No. And the Lakers lose. Uh oh. Has he lost it? Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to get to your calls. Explosive. But before we do, 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. People want to talk about the refs yesterday, but LeBron returns for the Lakers. The Lakers lost. AD took eight shots. Here is LeBron at the postgame presser. I felt okay. Um, obviously, you know, the rhythm is the most important. You know, I had um, a couple, you know, drives and the ball got away from me. A couple shots didn't feel as, uh, as good as before, obviously, but, you know, I was out for four weeks. So um, between that and the win, um, just got to get those things back um, leading to the final stretch of the season. <laughs> Here, I say I was out for a few weeks, man. Yeah. You know, I turned the ball over. I, you know, I, I felt okay, but I was out for a couple weeks now. So <laughs> just, just know that as y'all writing these stories. I don't know what AD, AD whatever, man. Can't I get himself played, the ball, though. 30, what did he play, like 36 minutes or something like that? And he he didn't even shoot. I don't think he shot a three. That's unusual for him. He so, didn't attempt a three. And I don't know what – I don't know. I don't know, man. I have no idea. And then Patrick Beverly <laughs> – and Patrick Beverly out there clouded. Oh, boy. Lakers. Well, I mean, shout out to my Bulls, though. We won seven of the last nine games, won six straight road games in a row. Zach Levine has been playing out of his mind, averaging, you know, 30 and – Shooting 54% from the field over the month of March. He's been going insane. The Bulls are actually coming into their own, even though they're fighting for a 10th spot. But, Key, I go back to, you know, look, obviously when you bring a player back like LeBron James, you know, there's going to be a chemistry shift to a degree because he's so talented and everybody has to figure out how they play at their high level and then combine that with LeBron James being on the floor. But they allowed the Bulls to shoot 54% from the field, man. So defensively, that's a major question for this team. They have to lock in. And also – You think so, though? They've been top – they've been the most efficient team. Since the trade deadline. Since the well, trade you, deadline. But, but you, you got to remember the thing about LeBron real quick. LeBron normally, since Miami, he's like, man, I, I can't play defense like this during the regular season and still have gas left to carry the team offensively deep into the – he's in the finals every year. He clearly made a choice at that point post-Miami to take his foot off the pedal – on defense during the regular season. But in high leverage moments, he can still play good defense, right? Mm -hmm. So if you put him into a mix of the most efficient defensive team in the league and you know he's capable of doing it, that means in the moment of truth, they're going to be good defensively, doesn't it? They they, they might be, but you got D'Angelo was missing. Hachimura was missing. I mean, they didn't play. And, And LeBron was coming off the bench, getting into a rhythm again. I'm not like, and they played against one of the hotter teams right now, like Jay said, in Chicago. So I'm not going to be like tripped out. I'm mad because you were sitting at six, and now all of a sudden you drop all the way back down to nine. Yeah, that's I'm, the part that stresses me. Yeah, it, well, that's that's the issue, though. Key, you got teams four through twelve that are playing right now. They're separated by the combined four games, right? Like that's where 
that runway is. And well, how many games are left? Like seven? I think I could have sworn they were just in sixth place like an 10, hour ago. And now ten or something like that. Yeah, That's what I said, 10, though. Yeah. Max, yeah. I said they went from six to nine. Yeah, yeah. Just a second ago. It seems like during but this he, conversation. they went Can I tell you my biggest takeaway from the game, Keys? Something that really, um, as we say in the show, chaps my ass sometimes. Um, Yo, Darvin Ham, if you're looking at the box score at the end of the game and you see that Anthony Davis, who has been on an absolute tear in the month of March, who's been playing out of his body, right, next level to a degree. He, my man, AD, had eight shot attempts. You know who took more shots than Anthony Davis key? Troy Brown Jr., 13 shots. Dennis Schroeder, 10 shots. Austin Reeves, 10 shots. LeBron James in his first game back after missing a month, 11 shots. Malik Beasley, 14 shots. How is it possible that Anthony Davis only took eight shots? And I know he's in foul trouble throughout the course of the game, but how do you not make it a priority to give this man the ball? And that's a little bit of that's on AD, but I'm going to put a little bit more of that on Darvin Ham to focus and point him out and say, Get our best player the ball and tell him to be aggressive. Make him believe that the, everything has to come through him. I'm so tired of seeing AD at times just roam aimlessly on the court. I don't know if they, I don't know if it was Darwin Ham or, or it was AD, but they was they hand, they gave him the ball. He gave it back to him. It wasn't like they free uh, uh, put the freeze technique on him and just ignored him and told him to go stand in the corner. Mm. He he has to take. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because LeBron was on the court. Of course, man. LeBron gets what, back. Yeah, Everyone's figuring it out. He decided to say, I don't want to shoot or something. I don't know. Key, this is good, though. It means they have just enough time right now to figure it out. If they have to, if LeBron's got to take over some games to win them, I'm sure he still can, right? So uh, it may be working out okay for By the way, did you hear yeah, what? Key, no, but, Anthony Davis, left, but Anthony Davis should be taking over the game. Yes. Yeah, 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 but regardless it, of LeBron on the court or not, he should just – push LeBron aside and, and just do like Jay saying, just take over the game. But, Key, that's why I come back to Darvin Ham at the beginning of the game. Yo, AD, you're taking, you're going to drop 40 tonight. Everybody, we're playing through Anthony Davis. He sets the tone. Yeah. Not- but were they trying to get a look at LeBron, OJ? Like, were I- they trying to get a feel for what he was, how he played? I'm sure you are, yeah. How he, he- was going to play uh, because they're looking at it moving forward beyond this game? I'm right, sure. Hold on, time. hold on, hold on. I got to play this. I got to play this before we get out of here. All right, look. <laughs> listen to LeBron at the post-game presser. Just listen to how, like, sometimes this rubs people the wrong way. But li- listen to what he says. Did anyone ever suggest surgery? Yeah, two doctors. Why did you decide against it? Because I went to LeBron James' feet. <laughs> and he told me I should. He went to the second best one of all time, the LeBron James' feet. You need to go to the Jordan defeat, man. Well, not, <laughs> I don't even He's retired, what he I guess. You know they're going to find something against LBJ. Like, it, it's not even that. The, the other one is even more. The, the other one's the one that got me, though. The, the one where um, they're, they're talking to him, and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, they said, you know, it was, the, it was the fastest recovery they've ever seen, ever. It was a torn tendon, ever. You're just like, I got you, Bron. Just come back, baby. Just, just I'm happy you're back. You know, the I'm funny thing about that. LeBron is he has had he has led such an exemplary life that the type of stuff that even we clown him for is like nothing. It's no, like it's nothing. Some superstar who's been called the chosen one since he was basically born sometimes appears a little bit full of himself. And we're like, oh, gotcha. You know, it's like nothing. But it's still kind of funny, though. He went to the LeBron James of feet. <laughs> 
It's the fastest recovery in medical history. You know, I am going to say this, though. This is why I love the NBA this time of the year. I mean, you got, like I said, teams 4 through 12 that are separated by a game. I mean, you got the Utah Jazz. The, the Dallas Mavericks are now on the outside looking in. Mm. OKC's in the 10th spot. Key, they're tied with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's the Pelicans are now in the eighth spot. Minnesota, because of their win last night with Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards coming back playing. I mean, they're in the seventh spot. It's just there's so much going. There's so much movement you right now. Every game up matters. The Mavs. You bring up the Mavs. Luca isn't happy, and everyone seems to be looking at Kyrie. Does he yeah, deserve it? Jay. Is there someone else who deserves it instead? Maybe including Kyrie? Is it instead of or including? Who is this mystery person I'm talking about? KJM. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Dallas Mavericks continue to struggle. They've now lost four straight, tying their longest losing streak this season. And here's what's nuts. You know what their record is when Kyrie and Luka both play, when they play together this season? Not good. Three and nine. Now listen to Luka after the game. It's really frustrating. Uh, you know, I think you can see it with me on the court. Uh, sometimes I I don't feel it's me. You know, just being out there. You know, I used to have really fun smiling on court, but it's just been so frustrating. Maybe for a lot of reasons, not just basketball. I think winning brings you joy. Uh, when you win games, you're happy. The locker room's happy, and you're just having fun on the court and playing together. So that was Friday. He's frustrated by a loss. He used to smile. Now it's gone. There was speculation on social media. Oh, Kyrie shows up, and now Luca's smile is gone. <laughs> and Rob Palenka <laughs> just swinging on the swing set outside the house, burning down. Yeah. <laughs> what you do, here's Kyrie. Here's Kyrie yesterday on the postgame presser on Luca being frustrated. I don't think we should be surprised as players or media – uh, when someone says that they have human emotions, and especially when it comes to basketball at the highest level. I, I just don't think it should be a surprise, but it is a big deal. And, and I think you said, I don't want to misquote you here, you said like that's the first time you've seen Luca or explain that he's having been open or expressive about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure he's had some private time to acknowledge it, but when he acknowledges it in the public eye, I, I think it's um, usually suppressed emotions from a, a long period of time, and he just wanted to get it out and get off his chest. And I'm proud of him for being honest and open. Mm. Jay, Why are the Mavericks struggling, guys? Jay, how, go how, ahead. how much of this? <laughs> how much of this? Here, Jay, let, let, can you go ahead, Jay? I mean, uh, the the low hanging fruit is for people online to say is is Kyrie Irving. I, I, 
Key, let me take you through a couple of things, right? How's that Christian Wood acquisition going? How's that, how's that, jail, that uh, JaVale McGee pickup going? Like, how's that coming along? So when you swing for Kyrie and you let go of Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, you lose a lot of your defensive prowess on the perimeter. And also, by the way, Key, they let Jalen Brunson, who is a New York Knick now, who are in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. Who Kyrie's replacing. Who, in order but, to replace a guy, they got to trade away the guys they now need in order to, to win. So, but it's just not replacing, though. There was a defensive mentality about how he led and what he brought to the table. Right? So, to me, this comes back to a bigger issue I've had with, with Dallas, and it's an issue that's been looming around a conversation with Luka for the longest time. Are Nico Harris and Mark Cuban the right people to help Luka build the team around him, the complete team? Because it's not the team – that Luca played on last year. This is not the team that made it to the Western Conference Finals. This is a team that took a swing at after letting Jalen Brunson go for nothing, Key. Nothing. They got nothing in return of him. He was a free agent. They let him walk, right? And then you try to swing for Christian Wood. You try to swing for JaVale McGee, who don't really add the value you need. You lose perimeter defenders by going for Kyrie. Even though you have two explosive guards who can score, defensively, you're a shell of yourself. You're nowhere close to the team you were last year. So now it's like, well, Luka's frustrated. Uh, this record comes back to what Kyrie brings to the table, and I, I get what it looks like, low-hanging fruit, but the personnel on this team is nowhere close to what that team was last year. So I don't want to hear like the, the easy target of Kyrie. Like, oh, look, we bring Kyrie, and now they're losing ways. What? When there's so many other issues and challenges that are happening with this team, when you really look into it, if you know what the hell you're looking for. Well, it... it- Look, Kyrie is low-hanging fruit, right, Jay? Because you go and you look at the teams that he's been on and where those teams have been and the personalities and all that. But then also when Luka comes to the podium and he says he's not having fun and this, that, and the other, and he cleans it up to a degree by, by saying, you know, some personal stuff or whatever the case is, everybody's looking at it, though, because Kyrie just got there. He was having fun before Kyrie got there. So people obviously are going to look at Kyrie because of that. I mean, they just, that's the situation. And you're right about the personnel. When you don't have a personnel that fits and and not only that, they haven't been together that long. So just thinking that you're going to drop Kyrie in the mix and all of a sudden this team is going to be favored in the West. That's unrealistic. Hey, there, there are two the guys. The expectations is so unrealistic. There are two guys I'm looking at, and Kyrie is absolutely one of them because he's played too many years on too many teams with too many good teammates and has not, except for with LeBron, like you would expect when Kyrie's on the floor, team is better. When he's off the floor, team is worse. It's not the way it's been. Yeah. Too, too often. And so I understand there's particulars in this case and the other case and the other case, but at a certain point a pattern emerges. So I'm not not looking at Kyrie. But I think it is fair to say he's not the only one you should be looking at. Max, and the he just other guy, the, well, and the other guy I'm looking at is Mark Cuban. Because you talk about letting Brunson walk for nothing, Jay. That's not the first time he's had a guard who meant a big difference to the team, and he let him walk away in his prime with no compensation. The other time was Steve Nash. Right? Like, you talk about why can't the Dallas Mavericks, big glamour city, warm weather, no taxes, they usually have a franchise player, right? Back then it's Nowitzki, and nowadays it's Luka. Why don't people want to play there? 
And we always look at Cuban and we go, oh, team-friendly owner too, right? Player-friendly owner. However, what would it, how would Dallas's fortunes have been done if they would have kept Nash? How would they be right now if they'd have kept Brunson and they don't have to trade Dorian Finney-Smith? They don't, like, they don't have to trade the perimeter defense and the shooting, right? Like, you you got to look at Mark Cuban, too. He clearly has good intentions. He's competitive. He wants to win. But he's at the scorer's table, right? What are their owners doing that? You think <laughs> is that a good thing? Do people do players want that? He's at the scores table. What was that last that week? Was, that was last week at the game. <laughs> I, I asked, I was like, why is Jason Kidd coaching the team or is it Mark Cuban? I, by the way, I've loved having Mark Cuban on various shows I've done back to around the horn as a guest panelist, right? He's excellent in the media, and you're like, oh yeah, if I owned a team, I'd want right. I get it. But you have to look at Kyrie. Sorry, guys, you do. But, but Matt, and you have to look Matt, at Mark Cuban. Matt, let me ask you a question. When you came on our show, yeah. what was our adjustment period? How long do you think it took for us? Months and months and months. Okay, and months, months. so yeah. Kyrie's played 15 games. That's what I said. He just got there. He's played 15 if games. If this was the first thing and in his he career, got, fine. But, but, Max, he also no, got parachuted Max, into this team yeah, past, past the midway point of the season. So, look, we're two ball-dominant guards. Mm-hmm. Like, you're telling me there's not going to be any kind of rhythm Flow that it, and, and by the way, when are we going to put some of the onus on Jason Kidd or Luca? Right? For that I'm matter. saying, yeah. but you're going to Kyrie, and for me, I'm saying, why? Why is there people just go to Kyrie because his name is polarizing? Jason Kidd is the one that needs to make these two prolific guards no, work together. That's not why I'm going. I'm, I'm not denying but you, but you, anything but, you're but saying. You're, Jay. You're, but but you start off with Kyrie and Mark Cuban because, instead of saying Jason Kidd because and Mark Cuban. You're looking at it from the Mavericks point of view. Hey, what's the story of the Mavericks? And if you look at it from the Mavericks point of view, you're right. Because you absolutely have to look at the coach. You have to look at the owner. You have to look at the trade that was made. You have to look at the chemistry, the fact they don't have defense, the fact they need their backcourt, two ball-dominant backcourt players to score a million points a game to win. Otherwise, they're going to lose. All those things are real. But I'm looking at it from the point of view of Kyrie of, of, as a character that we have grown but, to know over the years and we are watching and we care about. But, and his effect on teams, what has it been? See, Max, I think that's lame. But I, I'm how could you say that where every think, team he goes to? I, I think that's lame. He, he's won yeah, a world every championship team, in every Cleveland. Team, and every that's team right. he goes to, Max, before yep. you even go there, every team he goes to is in a different situation. Every single team. He was young in Cleveland with LeBron James wind up winning a championship. Those personalities just at that point in time, he didn't want to be sunned. Okay, then he goes to Boston. He's going to stay in Boston. Well, you know what? I don't want to do it. But Boston was better without him on the court. That should have never been. But that's not not true, man. Look at the record. It's not always true. It's a different team. So Cleveland wins a championship. Boston and Brooklyn didn't work out fine. Mm -hmm. Boston and Brooklyn didn't work out. You're going to say that he's one of the main reasons why they're losing like this? No, what, what are you, no, no, what are you, no. It's we, not we, that he's we, one of the main We're going to talk about this when we come back from break. We're going to talk about this when we come back from break. Yeah, Jay. Why you're looking at him. Good. Keyshawn, Jay, Willamax. Meantime, do fans want refs to make that call at the end of a game if it decides a game in the tournament? KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. 
Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.